Welcome to another episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast. What's the plan? Often, that is a question that would be posed to me when somebody is working to reunite with a loved one, whether that be their partner, their husband, their wife, um, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it may be. And what they're really asking for is the semblance of a plan. Well, what is a plan? A plan usually consists of of tasks and objectives and strategy, whatever you want to call it. What we're going to do on this episode of the podcast is review a a plan that is both um, tactical and flexible that can be altered to fit the contours of any any situation in which you're looking to um, become a better person and reunite with a loved one. All right, so that's what we're gonna be talking about here. And this, this plan is gonna consist of specific objectives. And on the objectives, it's gonna focus on tactical things that if you focus on achieving those, you're gonna have much more success rather than if you focus on things such as, well, I just want to talk to her, or I just want to see her. Things, things like that are outcome-based. Those are outcomes of you achieving things so that your partner wants to talk to you, or your partner wants to spend time with you. If you focused on end results such as, I want, I want to talk to her, what you're going to do is likely force things to happen. And if you force things to happen, usually what happens is you have an implosion and bad results. Okay, so first of all, what we're going to talk about here is we're going to talk about a hierarchy of kind of goal setting um, behavior and kind of how it's done and why. Then we're gonna break the goal setting into specific um, segments such as vision and objectives. And then when we talk about the objectives, we're gonna break each one of them down so that you can get into a tactical task level and set um, measurements associated with that. Then we're just gonna give some examples from various situations to demonstrate that you can use this flexible uh, objective approach for any situation you find yourself in. All right, so from a hierarchy of goals, the way the brain works is that um, the brain has a thing called a cognitive map in which it arranges places, situations, and relationships. And it's very much like a, a map that you would look at. It has relationships, it has places, roadways, landmarks, and it's a way that people navigate um, their lives and both their spatial and non-spatial areas. So for example, if I want to have a destination on that map, my, my end destination is just like when I take out a road map. I'm, heading to a destination on my map, I place a big circle around it like a landmark. This is where we're going. So we all know um, the destination. And then for that destination, which is big and large, and I can see I've got a big circle around it, I know what it looks like, I have roadways and bridges and whatever it may be 
that allow me to take pathways to my ultimate destination, my vision, right? Okay, so that's kind of a, a hierarchy of how it works and that's exactly how the brain works and organizes these things. So that's why we use that hierarchy because it aligns with how the brain functions. So when I have a vision, um, a vision is kind of a, a future state of what I want something to look like. And when I think about that future state, I want it to have a number of attributes. I want it to be future oriented. I want it to be challenging. I want it to be desirable and somewhat abstract in terms of how I think about it. And for our vision, one of the things we can use is kind of, uh, uh, we can take on what we talked about on one of our recent podcasts and on we talked about purpose. And one way you can think about your purpose is that you, every person should want to be a superior man or woman. Um, if you start as the basis for that, and you kind of think about that and what that looks like in an abstract kind of manner, it gives you some kind of future orientation to strive for, right? And what we said was, if you want to be a superior man or woman, that means that you are a free and loving, high value, secure, and a smart, cunning person. Um, so we can think about that as a vision. I want to have that as my future vision, um, kind of what I want to look like and how I see myself because if I can if I can achieve that vision and climb the mountain surely I'm going to be much more attractive trusted um, loved by my partner right okay so we start with vision and we say that's where we're going then what we want to do as a next step is break it down into some specific objectives that I can ultimately they're more concrete and task oriented that I can measure and I think uh, when we're doing these types of things, when we're looking and working to become a superior man or woman and climb the mountain and ultimately form a union with the person that we, we care for and love, there's some core objectives that are flexible to any situation to achieve our results. I'm just going to go through uh, four or five core objectives that any person can use and set um, for this task. It's flexible. You can adapt it to any situation. So first of all, well, my first objective is to build trust. And when I think about the objectives, I think about building. And it's building a roadway, a pave, paving a roadway over and over and over to get to my end vision and destination um, to achieve results. And one thing about this, many times I'll use the word paving the road and this is exactly what it means. I pave the road, I keep traveling those roads over and over, keep making progress, paving them over until I arrive at my vision and my destination. Many times that's what it takes to achieve great success is persistence and perseverance traveling down those roadways. So that's what we call paving the road. But the first objective is trust. And trust simply means, it means three things. It has three dimensions of trust first one is that my, my partner feels that um, I'm consistent in my performance. They can depend on me. My moods don't swing wildly. I'm consistent in my moods. I'm consistent in my behaviors. I can perform things well. The second dimension is what's called effective trust. That means that my partner feels I want what's best for them, right? 
they think I have their best, they feel and they know, they have a high certainty that I have their best interest at heart. And the third dimension of trust is my behavior is congruent with that. How, how my body moves and how I conduct myself aligns with consistency and me wanting the best for them. And if I do those things, I can build trust. It takes time, but I can do it. So um, that's, that's the first objective. The second objective is building safety. All right, I'm gonna come back to that. The third objective is to build respect. The fourth objective is to build attraction. And the fifth objective is to, sometimes we have to also build forgiveness. It's not always part of the plan, but many times it is. And so that can be core as well. Okay, so there we have four or five core objectives that are flexible that I can work on in any one situation. I'll give examples. Um, trust, safety, respect, attraction, and forgiveness. And even if those things are at very, say they're at three or four out of 10, some of them, okay? Can you build them up higher? Of course you can if you're willing to do the work. They're not stationary things. Now, some people will, will say things like, well, what about love? Don't I ultimately want to build love? Well, of course we want to have a deep, intimate, loving union in our relationship. But the thing about love is, it is a complex emotion. Meaning, um, from the people who talk about emotions and define them, it's, it's derived from basic emotions. You can't pursue it directly. If somebody feels things such as, I feel safe, I feel heard, I feel like supported, I feel excited, I feel special, I'm happy, I'm desired, I'm respected. Somebody feels the, the culmination of all those things together, they're much more likely to feel love. Remember love is, it's the combination of a number of key things that are activated within the body. Um, vasopressin, oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, some other things that combine to make somebody feel love and attached and excited and happy. And so you, you pursue love um, by focusing on the things that lead to basic emotions being activated, just like I just said, safe, heard, excited, special, happy, desired, respected, at different times in a relationship, of course. Um, so anyways, you achieve those things, we achieve love by focusing on the basic emotions, and we can activate those basic emotions through the, the objectives that we set. All right, so let's go back to the objectives here again and just kind of walk through them. So we talked about trust. It's cognitive, effective, behavioral. Now, I can, I can measure these things because I can measure daily. How consistent am I in my behavior? I can write a daily log or a journal. And that's one of the things I, I highly endorse and recommend is if you're on a journey to becoming a superior man or woman is to use daily logs and journals to track your progress because otherwise you lose it. It's like the newborn baby. The newborn baby comes home, uh, baby's growing daily. You don't kind of see the growth like somebody else does. 
your sister or brother comes over six months later and says, wow, look how big your, look how big the baby's got. You don't really notice because you see the growth every day. You don't really feel it and see it in a magnified way like your, your, your brother or sister does who's come over. Tracking things daily in a journal, how you feel, for example, things you did, um, your consistency in the things you did allows you to track and get a better grasp on the progress that you're making to become a superior man or woman, more trustable, for example. So if I was having a daily journal and I was thinking about trust, I would say, how did I perform today? Was I consistent with how I want to be and, and how I want to be perceived and seen by my partner? If in the past I had problems with moodiness and, and that was a problem in the relationship, I can ask myself, where, where is my mood today? Is it regulated? Am I driving in a positive manner so it's not up and down, right? I can track that. I can see how I feel. What, what things did I do specifically um, to maintain a level of consistency? And then as I'm working through my journal, I can score myself and say, okay, where was I today and, and how consistent was I in my mood? Um, okay, it was six or seven. Tomorrow, an eight. And then if I am a, have a low day, well, I was, I was up and down today. Why? Because then if I can track the why, I can put an uh, action plan in place to correct it, right? And then I can see how I did tomorrow. So daily journaling uh, is a great method to use to improve these things and to achieve uh, progress and success. The second objective was safety. And safety really, it's emotional safety. It's less physical safety too, but I want my partner to be able to fully feel that they can express themselves freely and safely without recrimination or without retaliation on my part. And I'll go through a couple examples. If I'm texting my, my partner, my girlfriend, and she's not texting me back, that hearing her means I don't keep texting her. Right? Because if I keep texting her back, that tells her I'm, I'm not hearing her and she can't express herself. Um, then she feels not respected, maybe not safe. So that's one, one example. If she tells me she wants to break up with me and I argue with her, well, she, she doesn't feel she can express herself, does she? No, of course not. So you want your partner to fully feel that they can express themselves because if they're heard and accepted and supported, um, you're going to a, a, have a component of a really, truly free and loving relationship. So emotional safety is another key thing. And you can, you can again, you can journal this and say, here's what happened today. How did it make me feel? How should I be feeling, right? And what do I need to do to get better in that, that specific aspect? All right, three, respect. Okay, so in respect, we, and by the way, we have podcasts on trust, respect, attraction. So those three, uh, and there's not one on emotional safety or forgiveness, so I think we'll have to do those. We'll have to do one on safety and forgiveness. Um, but in respect, we talk about on the respect podcast, respect-worthy qualities. And there's a number of core ones, patience, support, consideration, acceptance, encouragement. And so does my partner feel all these things? 
And, and if I'm not focusing on respect-worthy qualities, they're not going to feel respected. They're not going to respect me, are they? So I can also measure these things. And am I showing encouragement for what my partner is doing? Am I accepting? Do I feel like that I can accept what they're doing? And if not, how do I work through it? Am I showing consideration for what's going on in their life? If they're busy and I want to spend time with them, I have to show consideration. And so again, this is another way I can, I can journal and log these things and keep daily track of it and score it, things like that. Number four was attraction. And we have a podcast on attraction. We talked about some of the, the chemistry and, and, and physical things that drive attraction. But there's three things we talked about in that podcast you can work on and measure. And it was P, physical and personality, S, status and structure, and B, behavioral. So I can work on each of those three things individually. I can measure them, I can action plan them, I can journal. So for, for P, for example, if I say I'm a bit overweight, okay, what do I do? I start measuring in, um, my weight, I start measuring my daily intake in calories, I start working out more, I take a picture every week of my physical progress and I see my transformation. And as I see my transformation, it motivates me because I'm doing great stuff, right? And as I'm transforming my physical aspect and I'm getting more attractive physically, I might take some notes and some observations about the opposite sex from a male woman looking at me, right? It gives me motivation. Um, so it's positive feedback. On S, structure status, I can improve my, my, my earnings or my job, or I can take, improve my education. I can grow my social network of friends. All those things will improve my status and structure. And B is behavioral. Obviously, if I can master free and loving behavior, and we have a, we have a podcast where we talk about that, what free and loving really is, um, I can truly make my partner feel safe and heard. And at the same time, I'm a free and loving person, right? So again, I can journal and measure those things. And then number five was sometimes you have to have forgiveness as a core objective in many cases, not always, but sometimes. And the, the, there's some core elements of forgiveness. One of them is accountability and one of them is remorsefulness. And if my partner does not see that I'm accountable for what I've done and I don't, I don't behave in ways that show them that I'm accountable, far less likely to forgive me. And accountability comes through behavior. If I'm acting like my partner owes me something, guess what? They're not gonna feel I'm accountable, they're not gonna forgive me. So you always have to act in ways that demonstrate to your partner that you know you've done wrong and you don't deserve anything from them. You will accept things from them gladly with gratitude, but you don't deserve anything if you've wronged somebody, right? So that's accountability. And then remorsefulness. I'm truly sorry for what I've done in hurting you and not respecting you. And so I would like to say you kind of, if you've betrayed or hurt somebody, you kind of have to be positive in your demeanor and productive as a citizen, achieving your goals, but kind of low key, like a monk in a monastery is a good way to think about it. You're low key, you're productive, you're doing this stuff, but you're not partying in Vegas by any means, right? So accountable and remorseful. 
So there you have it. You have four or five core objectives that are the structural basis of any flexible plan to achieve your goal of being a superior man or woman. And you can structure these for any situation. Now, what if you have a situation where you say, well, my partner isn't talking to me or they have certain boundaries up whereby it's very limited communication. Well, one of the things that I can show this partner of mine is that I respect their boundaries. I'm considerate of them. If they're not responding to my messages, I take a, a hold of that and I respect that and I accept it and I make them feel heard, acknowledged and supported by not over messaging them. So that's one way that I can do it. And surely it can take time. Absolutely. And, but that's one of the things that it takes many times is time to build trust and respect, especially if it's been damaged deeply or if it's been damaged over a great number of years. You gotta, you gotta serve your time and build those roadways and pave the road over and over and over, okay? If, another scenario, what if my partner has great anger towards me? I can be accepting of how they feel. And if I can accept their anger and let them drive it out of their body, they can feel that I am totally accepting of it. And we can lower the anger and also drive forgiveness at the right time. All right, so there we have it. Um, the structure and the flexible basis of a plan based on objectives that you can measure every day, every week, that lead to a common destination and vision on the roadways, on the map, striving forward to be a superior man or woman, striving forward to have a union of the two. All right, well, thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast.